What's up, what's up, what's up? You are now tuned into What's the Word Podcast. I am your host, Just Jazz, and I have three main goals. To encourage you to grow godly character, to equip you to live effectively in today's society, and to open you to salvation through Jesus Christ. So ditch what you heard and let's discover What's the Word. Welcome back, scholars. I just want to say thank you for all of the love and support that I received this week. It has truly filled my heart, and I thank God for you. One of my wins for this week is that I get to spend more time with my grandmother, and she has an unfiltered vocabulary, and I am so very appreciative of it. With all of the heartache and the bad news that we see daily, I don't want to take for granted that I still have my grandmother to talk to, to joke with, and to love on. So right now, if you have someone in your family that's elderly, please love on them because someone somewhere doesn't have that opportunity anymore. Today, we'll be looking at the life of Zerubbabel, analyzing his accomplishments, strengths, and weaknesses. And I know you're like, weaknesses? Why do we want to learn about his weaknesses? I remember growing up and feeling like I didn't have any role models to show me the right way to do things, but I had a lot of examples of what not to do. And it will be a disservice to my mom's struggle for me to go through the same struggle. It will be a slap in the face for you to continue going down the wrong paths that your family has already went down for generations. I am a strong believer that you can learn from someone else's mistakes. Zerubbabel is mentioned throughout the Bible, but his story can be found in Ezra chapter two through chapter five. So I want to just give you some background information. We realized from last week's episode that Zerubbabel stepped up and was the chosen leader to lead the Israelites back to Jerusalem. But it was not a walk in the park. And sometimes God's ownership of a project is only recognized after our best efforts have failed. We sometimes try to give God the easier task and take control of everything. But when God places an assignment on us, it's not because he needs our help. It's because he wants our obedience. We see that not all of them were obedient. Only 50,000 went back with Zerubbabel on the first wave. The captives had become comfortable in their captivity. It worked for them. Leaving their current life and going to find a new life or to start a new life with God was something that would require a lot of work. So they settled for safe. But I want to remind you that God did not call us to live a low-key lifestyle. He wants us to be on the front line, showing people firsthand his glory, his mercy, and his favor. Because favor is not fair. Let me say how I would say it to my friends. Favor ain't fair. And the Israelites had God's favor. Once they got back to Jerusalem, they started building the altar. The altar was complete and they start laying the foundation and boom, trouble arises and it halts the production of the temple for 16 years. That's when God sent the prophets Haggai and Zechariah to offer up some encouragement and complete the job within four years, totaling a 20-year project for the temple. Today, I want to remind you that we cannot let our circumstances or lack of encouragement slow us from doing the work God has given us. Zerubbabel accomplished a lot in his life to be proud of, but one of his first accomplishments that we see is that he was the leader of the first wave of Israelites back. And that took a lot of courage because no one had did it before him. There wasn't a blueprint for him to follow. There wasn't rules set out, but he still had to get the job done. You may be the first one in your family to take God serious, which means you won't have an outline to follow, but you can start paving the way for the generations to come after you. 
Zerubbabel demonstrated wisdom in the help that he accepted and rejected. During this hard time, I'm sure that Zerubbabel needed someone to help him. He didn't go into this assignment thinking, God has placed this on me. I don't need anyone. We see that he worked together with people who were Holy Spirit led and who had the same goal as him. But he also didn't need everyone's help. We don't need to take everyone's help because everyone isn't aligned to the will of God. It's a funny story. My mom hides things from my grandmother when she goes to work because my grandmother is super, super helpful. And sometimes she washes the dishes with fabric softener. So then that causes my mother to have to go back and rewash all the dishes. Sometimes when we get help from people who do not have the same vision as us, it's more harm than help. We now have to go back and retrace and retract all of those steps and make them right. What's admirable about Zerubbabel is that when he went back to Jerusalem and he saw that it was desolate and it was destroyed, he didn't say, okay, let's bring up this economy. Let's make Jerusalem profitable. Let's put up walls around the city so no one will come in and try to destroy what we have going. He started with the focal point of worship. Worshiping God was all he wanted to do. He didn't care who saw it. He didn't care what was rebuilt at the time. He knew that he had to start from the inside out. The same is true for us with our walk with God. We don't have it all together. There's no need to put on a facade as if we know everything. You don't have to be perfect to know God. You don't have to be perfect to worship God. You don't have to know everything to serve God. All you have to do is be obedient and dedicated to the rebuilding process. Some weaknesses we see Zerubbabel display is that he needs constant encouragement. When the going got tough, Zerubbabel became dormant for 16 years. In this moment, I want us to think about a baby in the first couple of months of their life, they are used to crawling and then they're challenged to walk. Just imagine a baby falling down at nine months and no one ever telling him, you can do it. Get up. You can do it. And he sits there for 16 years. I don't know who you are, but God is telling me that it is not too late for you to do that thing that everyone has counted you out from doing. He's telling me to tell you to seek him and he will send you encouragement. He will send you help. But you have to be obedient and do. Zerubbabel will also allow problems and resistance to stop him. In James 1 and 4, it reminds us to let perseverance do its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That stumbling block that you tripped over, that you fell over, it was only to make you stronger. God wants to use you to help someone else, but you have to be okay with growing through what you go through. Understand that our comfort will hurt us more than the growing pains. One of the biggest lessons we can learn from Zerubbabel's life is that a leader needs to not only provide the initial motivation to do the job God has called, but also the continued encouragement that's necessary to keep it going. As a leader, you will have your doubtful days, but you cannot let that turn into despair and stop you from trusting the process. Zerubbabel, like us, knew how to get things started, but found himself having a hard time to keep that same energy when the going got tough. Zerubbabel let his success be determined by the amount of encouragement he received. But when he let God have control, the plan was complete. Remember Zerubbabel the next time you feel discouraged when doing God's work. Once again, I would like to thank you for tuning in to What's the Word podcast. If someone was on your mind while listening, please send them the link. And if you really enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Make sure you connect with us on social media, on Instagram at underscore underscore what's the word podcast and on Twitter at underscore underscore what's the word. If no one has told you today, I appreciate you and I love you. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode where we talk about the return of the Israelites led by Ezra. Now go be a blessing.